Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So I got to get on uh, a little bit of a soapbox here. I, of course, am a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I follow a lot of different forums. And this uh, social media posting Chris Jones has been doing the last several weeks is starting to get a little old. Yesterday, post week eight, and everyone starts freaking out. What does that mean? He's not coming back till week eight? Who is it? Does that mean it's been eight weeks? It, that's all I post. And, I mean, if he really isn't going to come back till week eight, that would be a hefty fine, which Arrowhead Pride replied to the tweet, to which he replied, I've got the money. What does that tell you? I don't know. I'm not really the biggest Chris Jones fan right now in the way he's acting. I mean, I get it, but be professional. Keep it out of the public. Let your agents do their job, right? Well, I guess, but again, I've never been involved in a situation like that, so I don't know. Never had that kind of money. I could never sit down. You couldn't either. But the fact of the matter remains, he apparently can. Apparently, he's going to. A lot of it remains to be seen because the Chiefs were non-committal yesterday in terms of offense and defense. Matt Nagy said uh, he doesn't really have any idea about uh, Kadarius Tony, who figures into their whole scheme of things, but the team will have to go with the, the medical people say is all right. If they say, hey, he's fine, 100%, then he's in the lineup. If not, then they'll have a contingency plan. What that is was uh, not revealed. And then Steve Spagnola said, hey, Chris Jones isn't here. We operate around him. We make formative plans along those lines. And if he doesn't show, he doesn't show. But if he does, hey, more power to us. And we'll see. Nobody seems to know. I really don't. I can't see him not playing this year. I, I, I just can't. But then again, he's his own person. He's making up his own mind. He said he has the money. And I'm sure he does. And he's only messing up the argument down the line because, like, okay, let's say that he pulls this and he stays out and he does that whatever. We tag him in. We have to because we got to get something from him. We have to absolutely get something from him. So we tag him for this year and then we trade him. And it is what it is. But you don't think for one second all the other teams are looking at the way he's acting right now and be like, do we really want to do that? Maybe. Maybe. There are a lot of individuals who've had temperaments that have been, well, Le'Veon Bell for one. He had a temperamental oh God, problem yeah. with the Steelers, ended up with the Jets, ended up with the Chiefs. The track record of individuals who do that really isn't all that good, but they think they have a reason. They think they have a valid reason. $19 million, which is what Chris Jones would earn this year, is a hell of a lot of money. And to, to argue over that, I know he wants long-term and all that sort of thing. So do I. So do you. We all want long-term. Hey, you got long-term, baby. But my God almighty, use your head. But we'll see. We'll see how it all works. It's out. just disappointing because he's been one of my favorite players on that team for so long. And to, and to see this kind of come out and like a turn see, face on the, it. See, there's the bottom line right there. Chris Jones knows fully well that Mike Holmes is down there raising hell about this and going going nuts. I'm going to make him do it for a while. <laughs> well, but see, that's the thing. Like, I just I just don't understand. You pay these agents a ton of money. Stay out of it. Chiefs aren't aren't bad mouthing him. They're not saying anything. He should do the same. All right, but he's not the only one. Now, uh, Tony, they're saying might be back by week one. What do you think? Again, it all depends on the doctors and what they think. Uh, it's it was. Uh, Arthroscopic surgery or a torn meniscus, that's usually a, a routine orthopedic procedure. He should be back. He should be okay. But then again, he's Kadarius Tony. He's had other problems as well. I, I don't know. I don't know the man's mindset. The coaches said, we'll, we'll see what we have to see. And what the medics tell us is what we'll do. 
Fingers crossed for that. Uh, we do have some golf happening in Atlanta. God, it's got to be hot down in Georgia, right? Well, I, it's certainly no hotter than it is here. They'll, they'll play, sure. and they are a limited number of golfers. These are the final 30 golfers on the Pro Golf Tour. This is the Tour Championship. This is the final event of the season. That doesn't mean they don't play again, but it's the final event, the big money event, and it's down to the final 30. And they are, in fact, the 30 top point-getters this year. I don't think many fans realize this, but each of the golf tournaments carries with it a points value. And the number of points you build up uh, is really contingent on how you play number one, obviously, and where you're going to end up in the final standings. And the field has been reduced from 70 to begin with, to 50 last week, to 30 this week, and these are the final 30. Play begins tomorrow at 10.26 Central Time, and Jordan Spieth and Sepp Straka will be the first two golfers to tee off. Scotty Scheffler is the number one seed. He's the top points getter this year, and he will start the tournament at 10 under par. That's the way they work it, 10 under par. You have to catch him. The other golfer with whom he'll be playing, Victor Hovland, is the number two player. He's eight under par. And the number three player is Rory McIlroy. He's seven under. Those are certainly catchable dif- uh, distances under under a four-round tournament, which is what they'll play at East Lake in Atlanta. But the winner, <laughs> you're playing for some money here. We're talking about Chris Jones. These players are playing golf for $18 million. That's what the first-place winner gets, $18 million. Didn't we just com- talk about a guy complaining about not getting enough with that kind of money? All right, um, so a uh, little bit of a problem down in Tampa Bay with their shortstop. And he hasn't played now in the last, uh, oh, I guess seven days, eight days. It's Wander Franco, who's a very, very fine player, young kid, but he is suspended. He is suspended with pay by the Tampa Bay Rays and by Major League Baseball because of, again, the Internet and posting. There was a picture posted of him kissing a young lady, wrong with that, except she was 14 years old. Yikes! So he is being investigated for inappropriate uh, behavior, so to speak, inappropriate relationships with a minor, so the Rays are not planning on his returning anytime soon. So St. Louis Cardinals back out on the field yesterday. How'd they do last night? They did not do. Lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates again, 6-3. And this was kind of a a very interesting pitching matchup because you had Adam Wainwright, who again is two victories shy of 200 and time is running out. I'm afraid I have to be skeptical. I don't think he'll get it. Didn't pitch badly. Had four innings of very effective baseball. Gave up one run in the fourth inning. That was it. But the fifth inning came along and there's, there's his, this is Adam's deficiency here in the latter stages of his career. He can't be consistent. Gave up five runs on six hits in the fifth inning, and that was it. All six runs, Pirates went it by a score of six to three. All six runs are charged to Adam Wainwright, and he ends up as the loser in this game, and the Cardinals do lose. The interesting factor about uh, the game is it was Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals, and uh, uh, Johan Oviedo for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oviedo pitched here with the Springfield Cardinals in 2019. He was Cardinals product. Got traded last year, just about a year ago at this time, in return for Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton, neither of whom is with the Cardinals now. <laughs> that's, oh my, when you think about the deals they've made, anyway, that's beside the point. Oviedo did pitch very well and held the Cardinals at bay, and 6-3, the Pittsburgh Pirates get the win. They play again late this morning in Pittsburgh. Time's running out for Wayne to get those two wins, man. Not looking good. Hopefully he can. 
Speaking of not looking good, uh, it's not good when the Royals lose two in a row to arguably the worst team in baseball. And they did. Oakland A's beat them 5-4 to four again last night. Uh, they, I will say one thing for Oakland. The crowd didn't improve. They had 3,000 uh, the first night they played on Monday night. Last night they had 4,000. They improved by 1,000. That's still <laughs> unacceptable by Major League standards. And it's going to be the case for the rest of this season and probably next year as well because Oakland has indicated that they will continue at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum or whatever they call that because they have the lease there through the end of next season. They don't want to break that lease. So, be that as it may, Oakland gets the win 5-4. Oakland is not all that bad. They've had a horrendous year. They're under 40 wins on the campaign. I think Kansas City has a pretty good team too, but these are the cellar dwellers and that is the way things shape up in the standings. It is. Uh, I read a report yesterday about uh, the White Sox yeah. possibly moving out of South Chicago. Oh, I, I can't imagine that's, that's happening. They're either. a long-term team, but the White Sox did unload their front office, including Kenny Williams, who'd been with that organization since the late 80s, and let him go. Jerry Reinsdorf said, hey, we're not going anywhere. The White Sox had an uh, alleged contending team this year, and they have fallen flat on their backsides. They haven't played well at all. And this is a weak division, and they haven't competed in it. So uh, Reinsdorf said, hey, some, something's wrong here. So where do you start? At the very top. Mentioned the Springfield Cardinals very quickly. Opened a series with the Corpus Christi Hooks last night. Corpus Christi wins by a score of 10-4. And the Springbirds are now five games under 500 for the season. And they are in town this week. They've also uh, pulled back first pitch by 30 minutes because of the heat. So just keep that in mind if you are planning on going to watch Springfield Cardinals tonight or any other time this week, 30 minutes back for the uh, next couple days. All right, last but not least, we got two major football games in college. I'm so excited. This weekend it's finally back, baby. Locally, we have Evangel. They open up on a Saturday night down in Nixa. But as far as the major colleges are concerned, the name colleges, yes, there are two of them. The big one, the one for national television, is not played in this country. It is played in Ireland, in Dublin, Ireland, Notre Dame, the Irish against Navy, the U.S. Naval Academy. They, they play every year. It's a traditional rivalry, so they've decided to move that game. Actually, it's, it's a makeup of a postponement. The game originally was scheduled for a COVID year, 2020, and of course had to be had to be canceled then. So they moved it back to this year, 2023, and that's where Navy and Notre Dame will kick it off on Saturday. And then Saturday evening at the Coliseum in Los Angeles, it will be Southern Cal against San Jose State to open things up. Two major games, and then you open up the curtains because almost everybody plays from their own end. Oh, yeah, and that's a great thing, Ned. You have a wonderful day, and I will see you tomorrow.